Welcome to the Washington Weekly, a ministry of Washington Baptist Church. This podcast is devoted to getting you into God's Word and equipping you to serve. I'm your host, Trent Henson, Associate Pastor. On today's episode, we're going to talk more about what it means to cast your pearls before the swine. And we'll interview another member of Washington so you can meet some more of our church family and see what's happening at Washington Baptist Church. This week, our pastor, Dr. Drew Hines, preached on Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, which says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Drew explained the holy things of which this verse is referring, things like salvation, the gospel, or Jesus himself, these things that we have in our possession that are holy. And he identified the swine and the dogs mentioned in the verse as those who have not experienced salvation and even defile the name and mission of Christ. And he also helped us know how to defend the holy things of God. As Drew provided great biblical examples on how Jesus in Luke 23, 8 and 9, and the disciples in Acts 13, verses 49 through 52, did not cast their pearls before the swine. And there are a few examples of this through Scripture. One that I was drawn to was in Acts chapter 18, verse 5, where it says, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I'll go to the Gentiles. And I like that because it's where Paul shared the message, and it said he he shook off his garments, which is the equivalent of shaking the dust off your feet. And the reason why he said what he said was they opposed him and they blasphemed. And so he knew he had done his job. He had shared the message. There was a hostile response, and he went his way and continued to share. And reading that and hearing the message Sunday, it really reminded me of a time when I think that I didn't cast my pearls before the swine. It was a really odd situation because a Greenville County Council member had asked me to lead a prayer before one of the Greenville County Council meetings one night, um, as they have every month. And so he gave me a date to show up and pray. Well, it just so happens that the night I was there to pray, the LGBTQ community was there to rescind a resolution passed in the 1990s. Now, let me say right off that I have no hatred toward those people um, as a group. Uh, We just have differing opinions on certain issues. Um, I was just there to lead a prayer and to do what the county council member had asked me to do. So as I was thinking there about the prayer before the meeting, the crowd was coming in, and I could tell this was not going to go well, that my prayer would probably not be received well because this was a hostile crowd. Uh, They were there that night in force uh, to have their voice heard and prove a a point politically. But I was going to pray the way I know how to pray. And so I stood up and I led the prayer and I prayed for the uh, peace in the meeting and I prayed for um, the people who serve our community there on the county council. And I worked the gospel into my prayer and I prayed in the name of Jesus, as always, and took my seat. Well, the meeting was heated and opinions were shared. And then at the end of the meeting, a man came up to me and said, you ought to be ashamed that you use the name of Jesus in your prayer. When you're leading a public prayer, you just say God and leave it at that because some people in here may not believe in the name of Jesus. And I said, well, sir, 
If I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. As the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through Him, that He is my mediator. And so He is my Savior. And so I'm, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus because I want my prayer to be heard. And he didn't like that answer. And so he tore into me with his opinion. And as he was talking to me, it hit me that no matter what I said, this conversation was going nowhere. That he had heard the gospel, he noticed the name of Jesus in my prayer, and there was really nothing else for me to say. And so when he finished speaking, I just said, well, th sir, that's how I pray. Maybe next time they'll ask you to pray. And we talked a little bit, we shook hands, and we went our separate ways. And it ended peacefully. But it really was a time, looking back, where I think I didn't cast my pearls before the swine, just because of the hostility that was in the room and the fact that, that he was angry at what had, had happened in that meeting. And I knew that I had planted a seed. I had done my job. He knew where I stood on issues. And he had heard that name of Jesus. And he took notice of it. So I decided I would leave it at that. The seed had been planted. I'll let God's Word and the Holy Spirit do His role, and I walked away. And I really do think that that is the point of that verse. It's just knowing that the results are up to God. And as long as we're sharing the gospel, we just let the Spirit lead in different situations. And I hope that helps you in your walk with Christ. My guest today is Rusty Edwards. Rusty, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me here, Craig. I'm glad to do it. Tell me a little bit about your family. Well, my wife is uh, Kelly. We have four kids, Brianna, Brooke, Emma, Kate, and Caleb. Um, Brianna, she works, she got a full-time job. Brianna, uh, Brooke, and Emma, Kate, they're both uh, in, in, they're in college at North Greenville University. And then Caleb, he's a rising sophomore at Blue Ridge this year. Yes, and I know all them well. They're very faithful here. And um, I know Caleb's son from the Blue Ridge Christian Learning Center mm -hmm. and some of the middle school classes there when he was in middle school. And uh, your girls through my YAMS program and uh, other things. And even helping at Skyland, uh, I yeah, see them yeah. around there. So, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed getting to know them over the last few years. Well, what led you to Washington Baptist Church? Well, uh, Kelly and I have been married uh, getting close to 24 years now. Um, I grew up at Pelham First Baptist Church. Uh, Kelly grew up in Riverside Baptist Church. Uh, we met and uh, got married. We we kind of went to both over the years and just, uh, just never really felt like home as a couple to us. It was our home churches for our families, but it wasn't home for us. So uh, Kelly, she worked at a at CJ's on Main with Judy Howard, and she always heard those ladies talking about Washington a lot, and she said, uh, she said, maybe we should try that. And my grandmother and grandfather went to church here for many years, was Martha and Agnes Edwards. Um, they, they were here for, for many, many years. I don't even know how many. But uh, So we decided to visit here one Sunday, and then we wanted to come back another Sunday, and then the rest is history. That's it. Well, that's a great story. Um, now, how are you involved here at Washington? Well, I've kind of, Kelly and I have kind of followed our kids for a lot of things we've done. Um, you know, we started out working in the, the nursery and the extended care service for the two and three-year-olds. Um, then we began our journey in Awana. We did that for several years. Um, Kelly was a GA leader, um, and I was an RA leader. 
and um, now we've made it to the youth council, and so we're okay. we're members of the youth council, and uh, I'm also on the building grounds committee. Um, I work with the security team. Um, just anywhere and everywhere we can serve. Yeah, and that's the thing about you is I know you do a lot of these unnoticed ministries or things that don't get a whole lot of attention, and that shows that you are a servant because uh, a lot of times those are the ones that people don't want to serve on, and I appreciate your willingness to, to show up. I know you serve as an usher and golf carts and yeah. whatever's needed. I know you show up and help, um, and I think others kind of have that story too where they follow their children. I've seen that with a lot of these families. So that shows you're willing to plug in and help and make sure your children are involved. Right. I mean, I know also you were recently elected as a deacon. Yes. So congratulations on that. That is an honor. You. And your ordination service is next Sunday night. Is that right? Yes, that's true. Okay, well, we're praying about that. I know that's a special time um, to have these uh, men uh, that I know you look up to. I look up to them as well. Right. And uh, that, to have them pray over you is an awesome honor. So uh, we'll be praying for that and excited about the ordination service next week. Um, final question. What do you think is the best thing about Washington? Well, there's all kinds of great things about Washington, but I guess for me and my family, um, it's kind of like where we started. We, Like I said, when we started out, we wanted a home church for our family. We grew up in our churches that we called home churches, but this is this is home to us. This is home to our family, our our kids don't know anything else but this church. So I'd say that's, it feels like home to us. That's it. It's a great answer. And that's what I think a church should be, is it's a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when you do leave a church in a sense, or maybe God's leading you a different way, it, it should be in a sense hurt that you know all the people here, that this is a right. family and it's your home. It is. So well, I appreciate your time today, and it was great getting to know you and seeing how you serve the Lord. Thank you, Trent. Rusty mentioned that he is a member of our Youth Council. Our Youth Council discusses ideas and plans activities alongside our youth minister, Travis Henson. Because of COVID, our youth were unable to have their usually scheduled vacation Bible school this year. But next week, August 16th through the 19th, they'll be having a special back-to-school Bible school. That'll take place each evening in the fellowship hall at the church. Sunday night, they'll meet from 6 o'clock to 7.30. And Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, they will meet from 7 o'clock to 8.30. The theme this year is questions. This whole year has been all about questions. The school schedule, sporting events, other activities, everything has been a question mark. So spread the word about our back-to-school youth Bible school happening next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Washington Weekly. Washington Baptist Church is located at 3500 North Highway 14 in Greer, South Carolina. Check us out online at WashingtonBaptist.org. Be sure to like, follow, and share this podcast as you get into God's Word and prepare to serve.